0: Welcome to Peeling the Onion podcast with Cheryl Passwater and Nancy Campbell, where we have real
1: conversations about what it takes to dive deep into the unique journey of healing. Health is not a win-lose game. Join us and our amazing guests to explore the layers of physical, mental, and spiritual health. So grab a drink, go for a walk, get cozy, and let's peel the onion. Guys, It is a beautiful, amazing day, and we have another amazing guest today on Peeling the Onion Podcast. I'm really excited to welcome (laughs) Melissa Rose, who, I don't know, it's hard to put words around how cool she is, but um, I know (laughs) Melissa from the School for Applied Functional Medicine, where we both have been Mm -hmm. students together, but also she has become not only a great friend, but is also my own practitioner. So we're excited to have her on today. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Welcome, thank Melissa. You.
0: Yes, it's so nice to meet you. I have I've heard so much about you and I can't wait to dive into your juicy story. I, we, I've heard <laughs> tidbits, but I can't wait. Um, so, I, we understand that one of the the, the cruxes of your story, um, of even, and I imagine part of your journey through MS, so mm-hmm. it has led you to now being a practitioner and we've invited you here to un- unravel that a little bit for our audience and helping mm. them give some perspective to their own journeys so um mm-hmm. it always helps to hear how how other people have had to peel the onion <laughs> so to speak to to figure mm-hmm. out um how to get to the root of the issue and heal themselves so kick us off what's how tell us about you and And how you got sick and how you got (laughs) unsick.
2: Okay. I got well. I got well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, my gosh. Talk about onion. Right? Can we just do the whole onion? (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. We're (laughs) here. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you for those intros. I'm so excited to be here and talk with you guys. And one of the biggest things, and and I'm talking after you know my journey with ms after being able to recover one of the biggest things that fuels my life and what i do now is not just the belief but the bone deep knowledge that we can be well mm-hmm. and if we can hold on to that and get a hold of that as a person as an individual as our own beautiful soul that's where healing starts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So let me kind of back up. Um, so I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 33. My first symptoms that I can remember started when I was nine. Oh, wow.
0: And what and were those? W- Just talk us through what were your symptoms at really nine? I tired
2: and oh. my bones hurting. Like, hmm. you know, a nine-year-old kid doing somersaults in the front yard yeah. shouldn't hurt. Right. And I I remember thinking, gosh, is this what it feels like to be old? (laughs) Oh, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. But then, you know, things would happen as I went through my, you know, teenage years. And then by the time I was 18, I was, you know, I had a whole month of really bad hemorrhaging. Doctors Mm -hmm. couldn't get it stopped, Um, you know. Yeah, was traveling at the time, singing in a group. You know, there's no time to stop. You've got appearances. You can't. (laughs) Right. You know, so our poor van driver was stopping every little bit at every rest area or Mm -hmm. tree or whatever because I had to take care of things. And um, I remember being so tired that you know just getting up Mm -hmm. off of whatever a sit a Seated position was I would feel like I would just faint. I'd have to hold on to somebody or onto something. Mm. Right. By the time I was thirty three and was diagnosed, my left side didn't work. Mm. Um, like it would move and everything, but I couldn't feel it. I couldn't trust anything. Like to grab a hold of anything, I would never do that with my left hand. I couldn't feel. Mm. Um, my right side was going numb as well. Like to pick up something, like to pick up this, I'd have to look and make sure my fingers were kind of white so I knew I had a good grip and I wouldn't drop it
0: mm. yeah so audience oh. she's she's holding a cup in her hand she's trying to illustrate <laughs> sorry
2: that. about that <laughs> <That's okay>. um, <laughs> so the like just doing something like walking across the floor my vertigo was so bad I would need to touch something so I knew which way was up even with my eyes open right um well. my poor kids <laughs> I had three little boys, right? And they knew if mom was picking up laundry, somebody was going to have to escort her to the laundry room. (laughs) Um, When I was 31, 32, somewhere in there, I had a stroke-like incident. Like every, um, I was actually reaching up to get, because I had little boys, right? And they're always fascinated with knives. Mm -hmm. I had my butcher knives up in like the cupboard above the counter. And I was reaching up and thank God I hadn't taken the knife out of the holder yet mm. um and whatever this was hit I hit the floor I could see I could hear but I couldn't I couldn't move I couldn't talk mm. and I was there until my husband came home which was like two or three hours but the kids were just freaking out they thought I was dead and I couldn't right. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't let him know hey I'm oh. still here. my heart's beating I'm oh. good you know just wow. wait And it took about three or four hours for that to kind of pass. But that was kind of the impetus behind seeking serious, you know, what in the heck is going on with my body?
1: Right. Yeah.
2: And one of the things that was the hardest for me, I guess, was when, I mean, I got poked and prodded. It was a year and a half doing all kinds of things. And, you know, we really kind of went into debt pretty bad because of all the testing and all the whatever, trying to figure out what was going on. When I was finally diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, (laughs) of course, at that time, my brain fog was so bad. Good luck remembering anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I I remembered the words MS or multiple sclerosis coming out of the the gentleman's mouth. And my world just kind of froze. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he handed me a piece of paper that had the number for the place downtown to handicap my house. And he said, the best thing you can do is on your way, go rent, a, <clears throat> sorry, go rin a wheelchair. And I'm sure I was unsafe. Mm. But I thought, what? I'm 33. I've got three little boys. They don't want to be here. Right. And the prescriptions that he had on the paper were two chemo drugs to shut my immune system completely off. Wow. And his words to me were, were, our only hope is to slow the progression. And I didn't know much, but I knew enough to know that those chemo drugs are going to fry my, my body, my mm-hmm. organs. Yeah. So my choice was, no, I'm not going to do it. But I really didn't have any other options. And I had no, nobody at that time ever said, you could get better from it. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking him in the conversation, you know, can I do something with food? Can that help? And he just looked at me and was like, food doesn't make any difference. <laughs> wow. Like, often do we hear this? <laughs> wow. Oh.
0: Kills me. And I
2: believed them. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I have a
0: question, Melissa. Why did yeah. it take so long to get to MS? Like you had been feeling this for almost a decade, it sounds like like in, in real yeah. form, like having serious symptoms beyond feeling tired at age nine. So why, why, why 10 years and these, these, these catastrophic events?
2: I'm a very stubborn German woman. <laughs> and, and as air. long as I could walk and as long as I could do what I needed to do, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just live with it. But mm-hmm. the other piece of this is nearly every female in my family has multiple sclerosis. I knew what it looked like. I Mm. knew what the end game looked like. And quite frankly, I didn't want to know. Right. That's called capital avoidance. Denial.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's real. Like how many, you know, how many walk through life and we ignore, you know, symptoms or we're scared of the diagnosis, right? Because we're just going to be told Oh, well, you're sick and there's you're incurable and there's nothing you can do. And, you know, at this and at that, you know, I've been through that. Nancy's been through that. (laughs) You know, like we see it in our practices all the time. Um, And I always say it takes balls to step up and do it a different way. Yeah. Or some ovaries. But yes, it really does require us
0: to. I love that. Two balls too. <laughs> yeah. Well, completely. Yes. I, and I was thinking that, like, the 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 process of so it took so it wasn't that it took doctors a while to figure out what was going on with you. It took a, a while for you to figure out what was going on with you. Yeah. Fair. And, and I have I- to say, by the way, I'm really impressed that you had three three children
1: <laughs> in the middle of all of that. You're it's, a beast. <laughs> You are a German woman oh. beast. I love it. Yeah, as a German woman, takes one to know one. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel. I feel your vibes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Anyway, so so
0: anyway, keep going. I, I I I didn't want to, but you were at this really a po- really intense point of having to make a decision about how you were going to move forward once you got everything. Which,
2: was to do nothing. <laughs> Honestly, because I didn't know. And like my mom is a registered nurse. And so she's, you know, that's her mindset too is, you know, yes. doctors know best. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not to throw stones at doctors because, you know, they are trained in the way they are trained. And I get that. And I, that was a whole forgiveness journey for me after I got I'm well.
0: <laughs> sure.
2: But anyway, I didn't do anything about about it for a year or two. We moved to a different city, new job. And I actually started going to a chiropractor for a different situation than this. I had gotten bucked off of a horse and drug and knocked out, and mm. they thought I was dead again. And so working Lord. on kind of the residual issues from that. Yeah. And I don't think things happen for a, an oops, or an anyhow, I feel like. Were guided in a lot of ways to circumstances and people and things like that. And I feel like that was a really kind of a guided thing that I accidentally picked him in a new city, right? Mm-hmm. And so while we were working on that, he's like, how about if we work on the rest of your body? And I really didn't know what he meant, but I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, I game. So we started on working on food stuff, food sensitivities. We started working on I mean, I know what he was doing now, but at that time he was just, he's a kinesiologist and he was just doing this stuff and I didn't know like, right. what was happening. And so started working on toxicities, started started working on major bacterial overgrowth for me, just some really big stuff. And the first time he asked me to take out gluten, I'm a rich cook, are you kidding? I can bake bread and pies. And cinnamon rolls that people come to the Brandon's to eat and take out fruit. Yeah. How can I do that? That's what we eat. Right. So I was like, what the heck? I'll try it for a week. Mm. In that week, my feelings started to come back a little bit. Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, it's some sort of a fluke. (laughs) But maybe I'll do it another week. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. (laughs) Did it another week. Started, it really started changing. About a month out of being solidly gluten-free and really working on the bacteria stuff, my body started really changing.
0: Mm, How so? Yeah.
2: The biggest thing was feeling and my brain started to clear and Mm. the vertigo started to lessen. I can walk across the kitchen floor without holding on to anybody.
0: (laughs) It's amazing, (laughs) but and what that means is let's translate that from a symptom to maybe what was happening internally, which is, Mm. and I'm gonna put a I'm gonna throw this out there. You you're the expert. You tell us. But your nervous system was starting to recalibrate in with your brain through your gut.
2: Yes, because the inflammation triggers were being lessened. Sure. And bacteria that was getting in the way. So, the biggest bacterial issue I had was Candida, like
1: Mm -hmm. coming
2: out every pore. Right. And so, that was starting to be contained. That is a huge, it has huge neurological effects. Mm -hmm. Can. And Mm -hmm. in my case, that was really, really big. So, when you talk about the brain being able to talk to the gut again, yes, in some ways, but I feel like it was more a uh, how do I say this well? The impulses or the messages from the brain to the gut and back again were not being scrambled anymore. Does that make sense?
1: Mm, totally. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and just a quick note for our listeners. You know, candida is a systematic yeast overgrowth um, for just people who are like a little lost in the sauce and don't know what that is. But also yep. our gut and our brain are connected through what's called our vagus nerve. Yep. And we've learned a lot about the vagus nerve, especially in the last, you know, 10 um, years or so. Um, so this is sort of what we're talking about is like that connect connection of the gut and the nervous system.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that just kind of, you know, we continued... Working on all the pieces, kind of peeling them away slowly. Mm-hmm. Took about two and a half years for my symptoms to completely resolve. Hmm. The last one was being able to stand up and not touch anything and have my eyes closed and not fall over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was pretty darn cool. Yeah. But on the other side of that, one of the biggest things was can I trust my body to stay well? Mm. And that's a whole nother conversation, I think, because of the mental, emotional piece of becoming well. Mm. We forget about that, I think.
0: Well, how would you describe your journey there? Would you be willing to talk about it a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we can't leave (laughs) it out, right?
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Full body wellness.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't leave it out. We can, I think that is one of the risks that if, if our allopathic medical system doesn't catch up with that piece of it, we're going to just continue um, over-medicating and, and not seeing people truly healed. And, and you know, so the, the, the reoccurrence of disease over and over and over again, oh, it's back again, oh, it's back again, oh, you know. And so what I wanted mm. to mention is that, um, you know, we get into the pattern of like, I want the shortcut. I want it to be done. I don't want to think about it. It's too intense. It's too scary. I'm too scared of my own mortality. I'm too scared of the journey. Do I even trust myself and my body to have that Um to have th- the bandwidth to do it. I don't even understand my body well enough to know like how my digestion works much less like that. I should be pooping once a day, much less like how my entire nervous system connects with my gut, which is inflamed because of bacteria and yeast overgrowth. Like none of that makes sense to the average person. So anyway, I I, I want to bring all that together because I think trust is key. And so, so Melissa tell us like, what did you you, you're standing in, in your chiropractor's office, finally able to stand up by yourself, closing your eyes, and not fall over. And he sent in, y'all probably hugged each other and celebrated. And
2: cried a little. And <laughs> cried a little
0: bit, exactly. <laughs> like, because it's a big deal. Yep. And then, and then you went home. I mean, and, and And then what? Did you hire a
2: therapist? What did you do? (laughs) (laughs) No, once again, stubborn German woman, I can take care of this myself. (laughs) Um, Uh, I probably should have. However, in that space, and this is kind of one reason I have crafted my practice in the way I have, is as I work with people, I help them, or at least this is my intention, help them truly understand what is driving their symptoms and understand how what we are doing is allowing their body to recover from those symptoms so that when they do get to the place of being well, they know the path, they understand how they got there and then understand what they need to do to continue on that path of wellness. Because that was my, that was my, my place, right? So I'll use gluten again because it's common, you know, people have heard this often. So my thing was, all right, my body's all better. I can <laughs> go back to being, you know, that being my main staple. Right. Oh, nope. I see. Now I can eat the bread. We can have the pie. Yeah. Yep. And the sugar Yeah. and all the things that I had. More food sensitivities, and I won't go into all of those. But you know, my thought was, okay, now I'm all better. I'll just go back to how I was. Nah, honey. And my body gave me a real wake up call around that. So it was learning in that process Mm -hmm. that my body still can't do these things, and if I want to stay well, I need to listen. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes, that, like you're, that, that you're in relationship with your body.
2: Exactly. And listening. But through that process and kind of finding my boundaries, if you want to say it that way, and learning how to interpret what my body was telling me, the trust in my ability to stay well started to grow. Hmm. And it was probably a year after that, after I'd been well for about a year, I love school. I love to learn. Mm-hmm. If I would have been able to choose a different life path, I would probably have been a career student. Right. And I thought, oh. can I go back to school? Is my is my brain clear enough that I can actually do school again? Because it wasn't mm-hmm. for a long time. So I went back to school, not school for what I'm doing right now, but you know, for something that I thought I could do from home. Mm-hmm. Um and I did it. And I was like at the top of my class. Awesome, <laughs> And that started, that too was a piece of, my golly, I think I can trust this. I think I am going to stay well.
1: Hmm. That, that really hits think- it though. Like you have to believe in your ability to stay well. You know, it's like, I don't take any clients on my intake form. The One of my top questions is, Do you believe you can get well and stay well? And if they don't have any belief that they can get well, then I won't work with them. Not because I'm not sympathetic to them, but you bring up a good point, which is we have to have that belief. And ultimately it's like practitioners, you know, we're conduits. We are, you know, part of the journey, but like we don't fix anybody. At the end of the day, our clients do all the work. We are the ones who have to do our own trauma work and our deep emotional work and our work, whether that is, you know, cutting out food allergens or dealing with toxicity or bacterial Mm -hmm. overgrowths. And, you know, I think it's such just an important, you know, piece of not just your story, but everybody's story, right?
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we're we're scared. We're so scared to go through the hell storm, like like the shit storm that that is undoing what you just did. Because I, I'm sure you slipped um in those two years. I'm sure says symptoms came back as they always mm-hmm. do. And you yep. think, I'm a loony tune. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trusting this guy like to carry me. And I'm trusting like this is working, but did you ever want to just call back up your doctor? Were you seeing your doctor
2: in this time? How were you related? Off and on, okay. off and on. But to his credit, he had done what I do with my clients. He had taught me well. Hmm. What do you mean um,
0: he taught you so well?
2: So connecting what he was doing and what he was having me do to what it looked like in my body. I
0: am I'm are the doctor who diagnosed you.
2: Oh, no, I didn't go back. Okay. okay. <laughs> You're like I'm done. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't like
0: you. I won't be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. But but this is and we've we've talked about this a lot on on this podcast of just like having part of a of a healing team and mm-hmm. so were were there other members of your healing team besides mm-hmm. this Okay, awesome. So this but is another a deep thing, relationship.
2: Yeah, but the other thing here is there aren't very many people I mean, there are now, but at that time, there weren't very many people in the area, practitioners, professionals, who even thought like this.
0: Okay. I got you. That makes
2: sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Understood. Because you're in Montana. Yeah. Yeah, that explains a lot, right? I mean, we were in New York City with like every every woo-woo uh, possibility that we
1: could ever imagine if we wanted it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, we go to um, but anyway, it brings up also, I think a you know, a good, you know, a, also a good point, which is oftentimes we are scared as people to try the thing that goes against the grain. Mm. Right. To go mm-hmm. against. Uh, what the allopathic doctor told you, or to go against—you know—you're going to go work with this kooky quacky, <laughs> whoever. Yep. It is, you know, <laughs> but, like the idea that muscle testing or like the mm-hmm. kinesiology energetics of the world mm-hmm. could actually give you real information, and that our bodies are all unique and different; nothing is one size fits all. It's a mm-hmm. lot for people to, you know, for all of us to jump out of the you know, sort of Mm -hmm. model, which we've been given Mm -hmm. and to do something completely, you know, different, like that's courage, right? We all muster it up where we can get it and find it. And then we move, you know, we Mm -hmm. move forward. So,
0: yeah. So Melissa, what were, what were all the women in your family who were still living with MS saying to you as you were doing this journey? (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) 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 and and were you brave enough right Right? (laughs) yeah were you brave enough to share with them what was happening and
2: the results you were getting to a limited degree but I'll tell you what the moment I realized that my last symptom went away yeah I was hooked yeah I was like I am so going to live here Mm -hmm. I don't care who says what. I don't care what I have to do. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I am going to live here. Mm -hmm.
0: Because you were empowered. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You were in charge. And
2: so at that, you know, through my journey, a lot of it was very quiet. Not very many people knew what I was doing. Mm. They could see it. And I was living far away from my family at that time. We rarely saw each other. So it kind of happened without their knowledge. Yeah. Um, a whole lot. And I just kind of quietly went about my business. Mm-hmm. And so naysayers were mostly my immediate family. Like my husband and my kids. My kids were like, mom can finally go to work and go to my basketball game yeah. in the same day. Aww, um, that's huge. But to say you know, that I really defended my position. I guess I didn't because I did it quietly. And I, you know, somebody said something or made a remark or whatever, I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to be well.
0: Yeah. Well, and this is your own personal journey. It doesn't involve yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. I don't need your opinion, but
2: love you. Bye.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
2: Not really literally bye, but you know, yeah. this is my thing. I'm doing it and it's working. And I'm so excited to be able to walk.
0: Yeah. And- yeah. A hundred percent. So, so take us through your, I, I'm trying not to age you, but how many years since, your thirty-three year old diagnosis. Are, are, are wait? Where are you now? How many years? I'm since? forty-six. Okay, you're forty-six. Okay, great. I'm okay with how i you are. with Tali. I'm forty-six.
1: Just kidding.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you've yeah. got thirteen years, mm-hmm. and in those thirteen years, you have recreated your life. Um, You're now supporting clients in in journeys of their own. And do you have any limitations right now? Like, do you have issues that, uh, no, you can go walk and run or jump and awesome.
1: Wow, Melissa.
2: Zero, zero symptoms.
1: And no medication. No. Oh, but you also do the work. Like yeah. we have to not be scared of doing the work and putting mm-hmm. in the effort. You know, I've learned that on my own journey. You know, <laughs> Nancy's learned that on her journey. You've learned that mm-hmm. on your journey. You know, mm-hmm. I work with Melissa directly myself. Uh, you know, and it's like my success is in part, partially because I do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's right. Exactly. That's right.
2: Yeah. So maybe I can fill in a little on that. Mm-hmm. So I got addicted to being well, mm. I like, it. Mm-hmm. but in, and, and just case in point, about a year and a half ago, uh, right after the new year, my body started thinking. Yeah. And so I was like, so I did the same thing I do for everybody else. I mean, looking into it, figuring out what was going sideways in my body, figured out that. <laughs> good old candida had come back again. And I had some other things that had happened and started digging deep. And at that time, I hadn't, I was just getting introduced to the whole parasite thing. And oh my goodness, I started digging deep and started working on that. And six months later, my body was back in where it should have been, but then it just kept going. like, oh, cool. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) But by the end of that process, I was feeling better than before I got sick. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And I was like, I didn't think this was possible. (laughs) And I've been doing this work and been in the circle for a long time. Well, not long time, but, you know, quite some time. And I didn't know that was possible. And then just this year, another, there was another bloop in the timeline. And I, you know, same process again. It was a different thing but it's like the continuance of taking care of yourself and listening to your body. And like you girls are seeing over and over, being willing to go, okay, something sideways, let's figure it out and willing to do the work and bring your body back to center. Yes. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, we just recently were talking about knowing what that is for you, like going back to like going back in mm-hmm. and going back to what you always do when this happens um, yeah. is, you know, a, a really important thing to know. It's sort of like, you know, if you were, if, if this is part of your survival kit, right? You know, we need yeah. water, we need, we need food, we need ways to make fire, we need, you know... Flashlights and candles, and we need to know how to get well. Like, what what are the tools that we need, in, like, in our backpack? um And how do we go back to that? And are you are you clear now that like it it seemed like you went back to your age old toolkit, and then you added mm-hmm. a few more toolkits, exactly pieces of it as you were going. Do you do you think that you would be able to do that without your your current practitioner knowledge? Like how, um, and how do you help your clients ooh. do that? Just sort of like how how are you being honest with them? To say like, listen, this is we can't just you know go gluten free again and sugar free.
2: <laughs> right? we,
0: we we need you to go a little step further. How do you? Yeah. H- how did
2: you convince ooh. yourself,
0: and how did you, and how do you convince your clients to do that?
2: I love that question. Mm. So for myself, the initial healing journey Mm -hmm. was a big learning about how my body works. Yeah. And that's how Mm. I base or kind of tie this in for my clients, because I'll work with somebody, they get to hundred percent and then they're back in a year. Yep. Something else went sideways. I've done this and this and this and this that you taught me. And it's still not, you know, my body isn't responding how I want. What do I do now? That's where I get to teach. And that's where I get to go. Okay. Your body's doing this. We may need to do some testing around this or, you know, whatever it is that comes up, but really teaching them other pieces. And I like how you said that is adding new tools to the toolbox Mm -hmm. because that's what we do. Yeah, that's right. That's what what we do as people. That's what I help my clients do as, as, you know, when things come up because they will. Of course. (laughs) But the other piece is to really anchor into. We got this. You have got this. Your body's got this. Just have to figure out what's going on. Unravel it. Address it. Good to go. That's right. That's right. It doesn't have to be something that is so... um, Because especially the first time something Mm -hmm. happens, like after you reach 100% or what is 100% in your head, the first time something goes sideways is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. It's like, oh... Hmm. Yeah, something is really going sideways I don't want to be sick again and that fear and panic comes back but like for myself and for my people I like to lean into your body got well once mm-hmm. we figured it out once you did this once we can do it again yeah your body doesn't do anything or give us signals or just Shit's and giggles. No. no, there's always a reason. Yeah. So let's figure it out, lean into it, and then trust your body's innate ability to recover because it yeah. can. Yeah,
0: you know, I had a pre- I had a uh professor in in my nutrition program who made this beautiful metaphor that I is always stuck with me, and he he trained us as practitioners, you know, to be empathetic and to be good listeners and mm-hmm. good observers. And part of that process was reminding us um, through through his own story, which was like, I am internally grateful for my asthma. And you don't hear a lot of people say that, like that they're they're grateful for asthma. Why would you be grateful for asthma? But the gift of asthma is, first of all, it is a privilege to be breathing mm-hmm. on this planet. So Mm -hmm. I have, it it, it is a reminder to me of Mm -hmm. what a beauty our lungs are, first of Mm -hmm. all. And Mm -hmm. secondly, when it rears its head, it's like a knock, knock, knock. Hello, pay attention to me. You're not taking care of yourself. And I need you to pay attention because I'm going to remind you, it's a privilege to be on this planet. And breathing, and you have lungs, perfectly beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, beautifully designed lungs to, mm-hmm. to do that for you. And so it was changing the dynamic between I am scarred, I am wounded, I am imperfect, I am not mm-hmm. working properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm damaged in some way to Going no, I'm actually I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not fine, I'm meaning awesome. like I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay. I'm not broken. I'm not broken, and I'm not damaged goods. That's just gonna go out to pasture here. Like I'm, I'm actually I, I'm fixable, and I can get back. Um, And so. You know, just from a practitioner standpoint, that was super mm-hmm. powerful to help people mm-hmm. who are in that place. But also like, as as you're saying, Melissa, in your story, it was like, you knew that your body had the power of fixing itself again. And as you're saying to, to your own clients and patients, it's just, you know, it's just mm-hmm. saying knock, 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 by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I need your attention. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you, how do these days, are there little subtle things in your own body that are like little moments of like knock, knock, knock? I, I know, I'm sure Cheryl has hers and I have mine. What are, And I'm happy to share what mine are. But what are, I mean, for instance, I, I would always, I know that if I get a yeast infection before my cycle starts, I know that A, my candy does up. <laughs> B mm. that um that that my hormones are out of whack and I need to, and I need to get grounded that like like the last month was too intense. And mm-hmm. if I get a migraine, you know, I'm not eating well, I'm not drinking enough, mm. and I'm not getting enough sleep. Anyway, I'm just sharing mine. <laughs> what are yours? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind sharing, I know
1: it's, oh. it's personal.
2: No, it's fine. So I have some tells, if you want to say, that I watch for. Mm. One is interle- energy level. Mm-hmm. The second one is brain clarity. Mm-hmm.
0: But Can I say something about, about brain clarity? I feel like half the time, we don't even know how foggy we are. I mean, so mm-hmm. how do you know that you're in a fog? I, I feel like mm-hmm. when, when when my brain fog cleared, I was like,
2: Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> Oh, yep. Cool. <laughs> Ooh. You know, and I had no idea how bad it was until I was
1: out of it. Yeah, same. I mean, like, it, I was like, there was a day where it's was like I woke up and it was like somebody had pulled socks what? out of my head. <laughs> right. like, like, my head had been filled with like balls of socks. Like, literally. And yes. I remember waking up one day and being like, is this how everybody else feels? <laughs> 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 it was so, like, and then, yeah. It's like, you know, it's, and it's amazing because people don't know they don't feel well. Right. So, so Melissa, tell us, please, do you
0: have, do you have (laughs) this like, like tell, tell, how do you know you're in brain fog?
2: First of all, if I get into a little bit of overwhelm with my daily work, I know my thoughts are slowing. If I start forgetting things, simple things. Hmm. And if when I, especially when I'm working with my clients and I'm working through complex thought processes, especially like, say, for example, we're working through a Dutch test, okay? And we're just peeling back all the pieces and really connecting everything together. And I'm like, my connectors are not connecting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's going sideways? Let's take a look because I want to be in top form. To be able to, I mean, I feel like that's what I, that's what my clients expect. And that's what I expect myself. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the three things that I lean to, into around the brain thing. But the other one is, do I have aches and pains or little things that come? Mm-hmm. You know, it's my ankle hurt today when I get up. That's a tell. Mm-hmm. Or do I just feel weak? Yeah. Like we live in a third floor apartment. Mm-hmm. I can usually just zip right up those stairs. But if I'm on the second landing going, oh, right i'm like okay (laughs) gotta think about this (laughs) yeah but those are just kind of practical things that i look for
0: yeah those are that that's awesome and i think it's it's really key i think for everybody who's who's on their healing journey to a appreciate those things because again they're just little 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 taps on like Mm -hmm. on the shoulder and to be know what they are you
2: know yeah yeah I appreciated what you said a bit ago about being thankful for asthma in Mm -hmm. your, when you were sharing around that. And I never thought I would say that until, because I wouldn't have come to this work if it hadn't been for multiple sclerosis. Right. I would have never done this. I would have never had the joy of healing. Mm -hmm. And I would have never had the, how do I say this well? the absolute bone deep belief that anybody can heal because mm-hmm. I'm no special chick. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm just me. And if I can do this, why can't everybody else? There mm-hmm. is the possibility inside, but that had to be seated in me so deep that when I walked into a conversation with the client, especially a new client, that they kind of think they can get better and they want to try but there isn't that bone deep, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to me, multiple sclerosis and that journey, both into that and out of it, have been, they have given me my life's work. That's right. Because now that's why I get up in the morning. That's what makes me breathe. That's one of the biggest things that make my eyes light up. Mm -hmm. It is why I am here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Cheryl and I both relate to that deeply.
1: Very much so. I mean, that was one of the reasons I came to work with you. You know, I think our stories are very similar. You know, it's like I never thought I would do anything other than be an artist Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. ever. Two master's degrees, (laughs) you know, like I've done the work, you know what I mean? And then, you know, and also, you know, connecting over just the concept of the timeline, you know? Mm -hmm. And like when I, you know, even when I came to work with Melissa about a year ago, it was because I was like, I'm just not getting over the hump Mm -hmm. and I'm having symptoms. And I had been in a building fire, you know, two and a half years prior and had gotten exposed to mold, getting my neighbor (laughs) out -hmm. of our burning building, you Mm -hmm. know, and he was having all these symptoms and things were, you know, sort of coming back or, you know, and it's like, you know, there's, you know, all these, you know, sort of, you know, overlaps, you know, I think in different ways in our Mm -hmm. stories and even that denial piece, right. We all, we all go through it and denial is also a natural response and a natural part of our process as people, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and also acknowledging that and honoring it and then Mm -hmm. knowing when to be like, okay, it's time to move forward, you know, on our journeys. And so, you know, I love that about you and about, you know, your story and, you know, and and we see this a lot where we see people who are now practitioners, especially I think Mm -hmm. in the holistic space Mm -hmm. where we've been through this saga and this journey of our own healing story and keeping ourselves well. That's why we all do the, continue to do the work. That's why, you know, we're obsessed with filtering our water and eating great food and moving our bodies every day and mm-hmm. having great sex and doing yep. things that make us have joy and doing mm-hmm. the trauma work and mm-hmm. dealing with our shit. <laughs> you know, it's because exactly we've been there. We know, we know the mm-hmm. only way to keep being um, sustainable in our, in our health and our wellness is my body spirit and, you it. know, taking care of our house. I love that where do you want people
0: to go when they are feeling overwhelmed like what do you do you have i guess what i mean is um you know if you could melissa if you could give people advice out there who are feeling that dread and overwhelmed by a a tough diagnosis um a medical system that doesn't feel like they're like the right fit for them but they know it's 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 informative but they don't feel like they're healing through it. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you say to them?
2: Mm. I love that question. (laughs) So the first thing that I would say is this is your journey. Mm -hmm. If you can get quiet and go inside, inside here, inside your heart. Right. And really, honestly, take a look at, like, block everything out. Everybody said this and that and the other. This is what they believe. What do you believe? And what do you feel is right for you? Mm -hmm. Those are two questions that are integral to recovery, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Get really clear on those. What do you believe? And what is right for you? And you may not even like, I had no idea what I was looking for, who I was looking for, what kind right. of skill set. I had no idea, right. no idea at all. But I was open to trying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe immediately when you get quiet and in that spot, something you've heard will go, oh, yeah. Or someone you met that said something, oh, yeah, that really resonates. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking for someone to help you, it is so important to find, and it may take a little bit of looking, So have some patience and courage around that. Mm -hmm. It might take a little bit of looking, but look to find the practitioner or practitioners that resonate with you that you're like, yep, that's my person. Yeah. Or yep, those are my people. Because in this journey, it gets messy. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It gets real. Yeah. And there's going to be times when you just you just lean into that person that you've chosen to help you. and you need to have a deep level of trust with that person. and sometimes that's hard to find. Yeah, so have courage, keep going, keep looking. And it may be, this person for now that has a skill set and then you need to move on to the next person. Don't be afraid to move on when it's time. Yeah, 100 yeah, Because the inside, this journey is yours. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. And lean into that. And one of the things, like when people come to work with me and I'm starting to feel them be pulled in another direction, we talk about it mm. because I want them to know that this is their journey. This is the part that I can play as long as they want me to play that in their life. But when it's time to add someone in or to move to someone new, huge hugs. I'm here if you need me. Yeah, right. Does that make sense? Because this journey is mine. This journey is yours. Own it. Stand in it. Put your shoulders back. This is you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense? I love this. And also
1: that our belief systems can change. They do. (laughs) (laughs) They do change and they can change. But I think sometimes we tight, we tight fist, hold on to, well, Mm. this belief about a thing. And it's like, but belief systems can change. Sometimes they need to change. Sometimes they just naturally will change. Right. But it's also okay. It's okay to let those belief systems Mm -hmm. move and change. Yeah,
0: and it's it's hard. Like like we we've already touched on it. You, you know, I, I think what's so important is that maybe Melissa, sometimes you're acting as that first person to often give them right to give them the skill set to know that I'm not crazy, trusting my body is okay. I'm allowed to. So we are, we've been so removed from that, just trained, I think, from our society that we're in, um, that, oh no, 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 he knows better. She knows better. They have the white coat on or, you know, there, 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 there's a pedestal there. And, and again, we, I'm going to say it again, you know, my, my PSA is we are not here to rip or just, you know, rip down the allopathic med- medical world, but there's been a division over the mm-hmm. years and, mm-hmm. um and it's hurt us ultimately and separated us from our bodies but the point is like it's wonderful like you were you were the first grade teacher who helped that person learn learn how to read and then they need to go on to second and third and fifth and sixth and and get into high school and 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 now do you know calculus right but like and 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 write their own novel but they're but without you um in first grade teaching them the fundamentals they would not have been able to write that novel on their own. So I think there, there's some really, there, there's some great nuggets there, both for the practitioners who are out there listening and the people who are on their own journey. Yes. Yeah.
2: May I speak uh, to that a minute?
0: Please. Yeah, I'll
2: try not to go too long, but that is kind of a soapbox for me a little bit. And this is why. Nice. Why?
1: <laughs> soapbox <boss> away. <laughs> I have opened something up. I love it. We love a soapbox.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Staying on it, girl.
2: <laughs> we often so guilty, done this. Yeah. Okay. When I didn't know what in the heck was going on with my body, doing all the tests, doing all the rounds. I had deep kind of this deep um, uh, you know, there for a while you know, I think I can get better from this. But in that process and all the times that I heard, you're just going to get worse, get ready. I gave into that. I gave away my power.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: So when people come in to work with me, many times they come in with fix me,
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and
2: in the very first conversation that we have often before we even start working together i explain how this is a partnership i'm the expert coming in with all of my knowledge and all the experience and all the things right right but they are the expert on their body they've lived in it since they were born Mm -hmm. and how we marry this to become A work of art and a journey of their healing. It's I come in with my expertise. They come in with theirs. We use it together. We blend it. Yes. And always in that journey, and you know how I do this, Cheryl. But in this journey, it's this is what I see. This is what you feel. This is what your body is doing. This is what we can do to correct that. How do you feel about this? And even when we go into talking about testing and all the things, right, I talk about what we're going to learn, why we want to do this, if it feels right for the client. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, does this feel right for you? Is this what you want to do? See what I'm doing? I'm putting them back in the place of power because never do I want to own that place. If I can build them up and sit them squarely in their own power heck yeah that's one of the basis of why i'm here because we own who we are when we can do that we can be well not now only but for the rest of our days if we can own who we are and our journey and our choices and not give those away to anybody even me does that make sense
1: mhm it means that mhm yes yeah, sister <laughs> preach <laughs>
2: Sorry. Okay. Climbing
1: down now. Well, you know what? And you bring up good points, right? It is that partnership. You know, I remember walking into my first session with you as a practitioner, you know, practitioner to practitioner, but also as a, as a patient, as a client. And the first thing you said to me was, I need you to sink into your intuition. (laughs) What are we doing first? Mold testing or food allergy panel? (laughs) <laughs> and I really thought I'd had my food allergy stuff, like mostly under control. And my, my instinct was mold and man, boy, was I riddled with mold toxicity. And then six months later being at a, my, uh, you know, I'm at a functional medicine conference and I text Melissa and I go, I got a food allergy panel, <laughs> like, they're, you know, yeah. like, like at the conference, like, you know, mm-hmm. they were doing a sale and I was just like, got it. Uh, you know, and then I gave him that comprehensive panel and like finding out like, I have a lifelong severe egg allergy. I did not know I had like red flags. Across, everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in the combination of those months of clearing mold and then finding out, oh, I'm allergic to bell peppers and eggs, which were total staple foods in my life. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, bananas randomly and not eating those foods. Like I was able to get my Hashimoto's diagnosis basically is not Hashimoto's at all, you know, that I was able to reduce my thyroid antibodies radically, just with like, and it is sometimes it's like uncovering those those triggers, you know, and talking about parasites. And you know, I'm like, I've cleared a lot of parasites. And it's like, oh no, there's more parasites. <laughs> like, there's more, there's more to do, you know? And so yes. it's, you know, a I've gotten to experience um, that myself working with you, but also it's, it's, I think, a good reminder to our listeners about, you know, that, again, like Nancy said, nobody's on a pedestal. And, you know, the people you work with should be asking you those questions Mm -hmm. and leaning into you and, like, Mm -hmm. your instincts also and Mm -hmm. taking that experience and, like, you know, putting it all into a beautiful, you know, package (laughs) and, you know, and it's not always easy and it's not always fast, you know, and we get that also,
2: right. Mm -hmm. That,
1: you know, our journeys can go in waves. Mine has gone in waves, you know, Mm -hmm. and where it's like, I've done really well for a few years. And then I, all of a sudden it's like, my body's like, Oh no, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we got South again. Something's not right. You know? And then having to do that, that deep work again and uncovering more. And I think that's the beautiful thing about our journeys is the timeline of things. As we work on ourselves, we uncover more about our own stories and our childhoods and our birth stories and our, you know, the health of our mothers and, you know, all these different things that um, help us put our pieces and our puzzles together so we can continue to be well.
2: Yeah. And I love how you kind of put the pin in, not looking for someone else to fix you, but looking for help from someone for you to fix you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes
0: you out of being responsible. I mean, I think, you know, if if I'm going to have you fix me and I get sick again, I can blame you. I can't blame myself. And that cause that's Uh too painful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and this is getting a little deeper into psychology and why therapists are helpful in these in these arenas. Uh But the idea that, you know, we're 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 all a little wounded, you know, and and feeling like we've done something wrong, like that we're that we're bad, that that like it's it's our like it's some fault of Mm -hmm. ours, um, some some discrepancy, mm-hmm. you know, and who we are, right. Of how we've gotten here. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I was struggling with fertility issues, <clears throat> struggling with mm-hmm. energy issues, like rampant candida for years, mm-hmm. could not get it under control. I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've been on lots of candida diets and protocols. Mm-hmm. And, um, and to be honest, um, it wasn't entirely until I got my, the rest of my life in balance and my emotional wellness in balance and some other things in balance to help me actually kind of get on the other side of it. Um, and hormonal certainly helped, but because it was so synced up for me, but what I wanted to to, to mention was just that I spent a lot of time blaming myself
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: that sort of deep, you know, Hole that I was in wasn't good for anyone. I couldn't show up to, you know, my practitioner meetings feeling empowered and informed and in the driver's seat and ready to like push back or ask informed questions or you know Mm -hmm. ask for help. Um, I felt like a victim, and Mm -hmm. um, and then I just kept beating myself up because because then I would have I would have the piece of cake and I would have the croissant or I would have the cocktail. You know, because I was living in New York City, and I was in my early thirties, and I was like, "This is just ridiculous. I want to live my life and then i'm then I'm riddled with like you know all my symptoms are rearing their ugly head and and i'm I'm back where I'm started blaming myself again, so mm-hmm. I think like i i <laughs> sorry, this is, this, this and not intend to come like a therapy session for me, but I'm like sharing that, like, it's real guys. Like, do not, I mean, Mm -hmm. do not feel like you're alone and sitting around, um, feeling like you're, you're in this blame game that that you're insufficient. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, and nobody is saying that this is easy work. You've got to do it on both ends. You have to sort of address Mm -hmm. the physical stuff and keep the mental stuff up. And I think it's like, really yeah. helpful, which I love you and your story, Melissa, so much is because you're kind of an expander for the people out there who mm-hmm. are, you know, A, you're certainly your client sitting in your room. I mean, clearly Cheryl was inspired by your story and felt like, okay, well, the, well this woman can certainly relate to me and, and, and I trust her to, to like treat me and take care of me um, and guide me. Um, But also just, I'm thinking about how um, how powerful you know how powerful social media can be, even if you're isolated. let's say you are in the middle of a, a small town and you don't have a ton of resources, um, being able just to get on, you know, and follow somebody on Instagram, right and just at two in the morning when you're like, what the hell am I doing? and somebody else can share their journey. you don't feel half as alone. all the Facebook groups that are dedicated to all all of these conditions that are sharing, you know what we're doing. I was on fertility Facebook groups for several years. And let me tell you, it is it gives you a humble realization that I had all of my ovaries. I had both of my ovaries and my and my tubes and a uterus. And I was having problems. But there are women out there who are like, yeah, I'm down to one ovary and I have no tubes and I'm gonna figure this out. But, so I mean it was just like it gave me perspective and it gave me mm-hmm. hope and it gave me drive to figure it, to figure it out for myself. But Anyway, sorry I didn't mean to go down such a rabbit hole. Woo, but um, anyway, I thank you. You've inspired. Uh, clearly, you've inspired me and um, and to share and and to think about this and to reiterate just how that you are not alone in this. Um, and if when you're you have to tackle both the emotional and the visible side because it doesn't come. It's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. And
2: we are a beautiful package. We are all of our parts and pieces.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. Oh. oh yes, 100%. Well, we've taken up a lot of your time. Thank you so much for being here with us. We're mm. so grateful for your you you sharing your journey, you being willing to to like uh, unfurl that onion for us and give us some perspective and uh and for all of your work in this world. I mean, what a testimony.
2: Thanks. I was really excited to do this with you guys because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime, and I'm going to climb on a little tiny soapbox for a minute. Okay. <clears throat> anytime, I do a speaking engagement. Anytime I do podcasts. Anytime I do to, a video for my people. If we can inspire hope, mm-hmm. that is what that's where it's at. That's right. And you girls are walking testimonies of what it looks like to work on being well, all the parts and pieces of you. So for me, this is a huge honor to yeah. be able to join my energy with you and be able to go. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> this is what we're about in the world. Right. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, Thank you.
0: Thank you. I know it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. and. Uh, If you want to learn more about Melissa, um, all of her information will be in the show notes. uh, So you can certainly check her out there. But if you want to jump really quickly, um, her website is sagebrushwellness.com. She's got all sorts of options for you to work with her. Um, And I I would imagine there's some parameters around what state you live in, but certainly contact Melissa. Oh, Oh, there's not any parameters. Okay. I
2: work... I work with all over people all over the U.S. as well as internationally. Great. Awesome. So there are no parameters around where you are. Okay. Um, location isn't an issue. Actually, the largest part of my practice is uh, remote. And I love doing that mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're in South Carolina or if you're in Texas or if you're in Col- uh, Colorado or California or wherever, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Or if you're in Germany or if you're in the UK, right? you know, it really doesn't matter.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. That's, that's super, that's super, super helpful. Well, good guys. So if, you know, start to build your team, um, think of someone as your ally. Uh, don't be afraid of of your own power and your own intuition. It is your greatest tool Mm -hmm. and start to build that toolbox of what you know to do to get back to wellness. And by all means, don't blame yourself. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Melissa. Be well.
2: You too. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, keep peeling back the onion. Stay tuned for more.
1: Adios. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Peeling the Onion Podcast. If we've inspired you to take the next step in your healing journey, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can also find us on Instagram and online
0: at peelingtheonionpodcast.com. Music by Greg Dijazoo and podcast production by Nova Media. Until next time, keep peeling
2: the onion.